Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to GEMS Podcast. I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp, and with me today is Coach Nick Davies. Here's a bit about Nick. So Nick, some of Nick's experiences that have led him to this point include 20 years across five locations in three countries in leadership, mentoring, and consulting. He has an extensive business and corporate background in financial services. He's significant coaching, training, and continuing learning with one of the biggest coaching organizations in the world. Primal Health Coach Institute certified. So without further ado, please welcome Nick Davies. We are also in Financial Literacy Month. So we're going to unpack a little bit of things in the financial services space, as well as see where this conversation goes. Hey, Genesis. Great to be here. Thank you, Nick, for just coming on and sharing as well as holding space. Before we dive into our segment, I want you to share with the listeners and viewers a fun and interesting fact about yourself. Wow, a fun, interesting fact about myself. Well, I'll preface that by saying that I used to find it very challenging to talk about my story and my journey because to me, it's just so boring. And then I realized like, the reason why it's so boring is because it's my story. It's my journey. <laughs> and if I don't share, then there can't possibly anyone that takes any value from it. Uh, but perhaps the the, the nugget that I'll, that I'll mention actually on my bio, maybe I think it's probably incorrect on there. It's it's uh, it's five five locations, three continents. And I actually spent two years living and working in the Philippines about ten years ago. Um, so that's a, that's a, something that uh, I'm very proud of, and it was a very interesting experience on many different levels. Uh, fascinating and taught me a lot about people. Uh, taught me a lot about importance of environment and really how important it is to be together in a community uh, and, and communication pulls us all together. That is amazing. So when you were in um, the Philippines, did you try any pancet, lumpia? I, I, I'm so embarrassed with my experience in the Philippines on a cultural level because I didn't, I did not do a good job at really even uh, attempting to learn much of the language, terrible. Like I look back now, it's like, goodness. Like, no wonder some of the things were frustrating. But uh, yes, I, I, I was involved with some of the, the cuisine here and there. Uh, and I forget what the, what's it called when they, when they roast the big pig? There's a, that's, a, that's what they do for, um, and I had a great experience with that. I learned a lot. Um, the roasting big pigs is a very specific name for it uh, at celebrations. But yeah, that's, that's what really is memorable for me in terms of the, the food there. Oh, okay. Nice. I, I don't know what the term is for roasting the big pigs, but I know like the noodles type dish um, is pansa and then the egg rolls are like, lump, they're called lumpias and they have these really good mango candies that are like soft and sweet, which are like really good. Um, so I thought I would, I would ask. And so three continents. So what led you to living on three continents? Was it work or was it more so for leisure? Well, both really. Uh, and so when I was living in, in England, and this was really the, I, I almost think of my, I started to think about my life in 
two very distinct stages and i think of course that's what happens as we as we grow older we experience new things uh, lechon that's what it's called the big big lechon lechon that's what it's called okay um and so when i when i grew up I grew up in england and working in financial services working for big banks that's something i just fell into right out of high school and i did that for a long time and it was good i got paid to do it it's like okay i'll come back tomorrow that's kind of how my life was right that's what culturally i was brought up to go it's like go work hard find some money whatever it is just do that but i was never really aligned genesis to like anything i wanted to do like, i never really asked myself what i wanted to do i didn't think that that was the type of person that i was i didn't even think about it i was in a fog like but now i can look back and see that but when it got to 2008 2009 and in, in the financial crisis and that place that we were in i was really uninspired by what i was doing uh, i certainly wasn't learning anything and i definitely didn't have any motivation right and so i'm I know that that's why it's important to you to really think about those things, but like I was, I wasn't learning anything. So I wasn't, I wasn't growing. I wasn't inspired to learn anything. I was really not motivated to do much. And so I, I actually met a friend of mine. I was remember it was a lunchtime and we, we went to meet to have a cup of coffee and we would walk like near St. Paul's cathedral in London. And we just met for a cup of coffee. And I just said, man, you want to just stop all this? Cause he was fed up with what he was doing. Do you want to just like stop all this and get, get out of here? And he said, yeah, okay. And on a whim, three months later, we'd quit our jobs and he got he got his sabbatical and we'd, uh, we were, before you know it, we were in, we were in Thailand and on a Southeast Asia trip and I spent seven months going all around the world. And when I came back to London, I was looking for a job anywhere but London. And the first one that came up was in the Philippines. And so that's why I ended up there. Oh, nice. So... You just got fed up and then you said, you know what, I'm going to go on this hiatus. So you traveled. Uh, I'm sure that you had some self-discovery there and just really connecting with who you are, seeing the world as well as connecting with other people along with your friend. And then you said, oh, man, I got to find something. But anywhere but England, were you just bored because you're originally from England and you just said, I need something new and fresh just to keep you motivated and going? Yeah, all of those things, all of those things. I, I, in that point, I, I knew that I didn't want what was there, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what I wanted. Right? And if I think about the principles I work with right now, it's like, goodness, that's why I get excited about what I do, Genesis, because I'm trying to compress time for others. It took me, it took me many, many years to get to this journey, to get on that journey. And like, goodness, I can't even believe that I'm in the position to talk to you about those things now, even though I'm like 12 years into that. But when I work with people, it's like, let's compress that time right? <laughs> so we don't waste it. And there's many, many tools and tricks to do that. But like, yeah, I was moving away from what I wanted to anywhere else. So let's Something talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about that because you're definitely helping people find their solution and their why a lot sooner by working with you because you know how long it took you to figure out your why, your life's mission and your purpose because you were just going through the emotions. So some may even say, well, Nick, maybe you were just, you know, existing versus really living full on. So um, in order to get to where you are now, what was that aha moment that motivated you to become a coach and then help other people compress it and, you know, package it up with that nice pretty bow on top where you're like, okay, here you go. Here's the playbook. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. In, in my experience that sometimes people are looking for this big, huge answer to come and slap them in the face. Yeah. 
And it doesn't, I mean, sometimes it can happen like that, but more than often it's a stacking effect, right? And so I would, I would, in, I would request, invite anyone who's watching, listening to this, wherever they might be to kind of take a step back and look at something in their life that they have, that they, they enjoy, they love to have and are, are proud of having and something that's normal to them, but look back to a point where they didn't have it and see what were the, the, the milestones along the journey in order for that to be the case. Because there's certainly aha moments you can go pick out and it's a practice, it's a muscle to build to go and find those things as you go along that journey. So if I look back on mine, there's a couple of different areas, right? So when I was living in the Philippines to, to pick up a book and start to think about like what are the parameters for success and start asking myself questions about what is success? What is happiness? Who do I want to be when I grow up? Right. And then that goes on to the next step and you get the next part going. And like, and, and so the, the, the real part of this that I want to get across, which I think is so important is it's action. You've got to take action. Got to move forward. Even if you don't know where you want to go, maybe that's even more important when you don't know where you want to go is to take action. Cause that, then you start to discover. Because the only time you don't get more information is when you don't do anything. No new action equals no new results. New action equals new results. Sometimes results you want, sometimes results you don't want, but at least you have more information. Then you get to choose again. You get to take more action. And so that was kind of the first one. And when I, I, I moved to America, there was a whole bunch of things along the way. I met my wife. And there was a moment where working on Wall Street, I was, I was uh, in the atrium and it was like a Tuesday afternoon. And, and that was the real moment where I was like, okay, what am I doing here? I, I really don't want to go back upstairs to, to my team, to my desk. I want to go home. <laughs> I want to just be here. Like, why am I here? And I remember asking a, a crazy question to myself. And as I was kind of sitting there with my earphones in, watching the people go by, just, just kind of loads of stuff going on. We're just kind of sitting there in silence with my AirPods in and I'm all my my whatever they were at the time and just ask myself like if they paid me twice as much to continue to be here would i be here and the answer was yes but the second part of the answer which followed immediately in my mind was just so i could leave sooner so well, all right well that's ridiculous let's leave anyway then and that really was the catalyst for my ex exploration in, into coaching and from that point i started asking better questions so whenever you got into coaching, at what stage, if any, did you hire a coach of your own to guide you? Yeah, I, immediately. <laughs> as, soon as, I, as soon as I understood what coaching was, um, I, I had a, a Tony Robbins coach to help support me to do that. Absolutely. Part of that process has been a Tony Robbins coach myself was having a Tony Robbins coach. Right? And like, gosh, I think it's absolutely mandatory. I think everyone should have a coach. Now, obviously, I'm going to say that. Because it's what I believe in. But think about it. Think about it when it comes to sports. Are you a sports fan, Genesis? Do you like sports? A little bit. I mainly have to rely on my husband to kind of help me in that arena. I, would, I love asking that question because you always get a, a variety of mix of responses. But yeah, as, as always, like whatever you, whatever you want, whatever, whatever works for you. But I think that it, it resonates with people because people understand that whether they played sports growing up or haven't, or they observed it or have someone that they've told them about that. And they can, they can observe that like, as you move along in sports, the higher that you go up, the more people that are involved. When you first start out in, in any sort of sport, there's people to guide you and support you. 
Now, do those, do those, do those people, can those people play it better than you can? Like maybe at the start, but not when you get any good. And they're not the same people as you. And they certainly can't play in the same way, but they can see things that you don't see. And that's what coaching is. And so if you want to be successful in anything, you need to have people show you things that you can't see. So I think about that in professional sport. It's like, let's, let's take uh, American football. And I will say American football, not English football. And it's really on my mind since I just spent two weeks in London as well, back here. Think about that. Like if you win the Super Bowl, what do they do? Do they fire all their coaches? We figured it out and get more. more. The further you go, the more support you need, right? And so it's the same thing in business or in life. The only difference between sport coaching in sports or coaching in business or in life or any other part of like any part of your life is that the in 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 sports the rules for winning are already defined. And most of the time people aren't successful in their life or in business, at least to the level that they want or deserve, because they haven't defined what winning looks like. Absolutely, because there's no clarity. And without clarity, you're not able you're not able to really focus and just solidify where you are, where you want to go and just remain steadfast and rooted in that area. So when you think about coaching and you're working with your ideal avatar, do you pair your background experience in the financial space and the things that you've done prior and mesh it up with coaching to really um, give them that holistic view on things or what does coaching look like for you with your avatar nice question thank you for that really like that and the answer is it depends (laughs) i I believe i can help anyone at any time on any subject any location Uh, not because genesis i'm so great just because it's principles and concepts and so this is why i love coaching because for me it's the underpinning of everything so whatever your chosen field is, product, service, area, whatever that might be, whatever juices you up, whatever gives you energy, if you focus in that area, there's principles to use that apply across all different industry, all different parts of your life. That if you apply them, you get success. So I think what I do is the baseline underneath. That's what I like. I'm passionate about being passionate. I'm passionate about the principles of success. So if your particular area is financial services, whatever that might be, if it's sports, whatever that might be, if it's a, if it's any other sort of industry, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's like building businesses, like I have clients all over the place. So I have clients who own car washes that are in recruitment, they're in financial services, that are recyclers, like all over the place. It doesn't matter because the principles are the same. So that's what juices me up because I know that. And look, what's so cool about it is that further I go along, the more impact I can have because the more cool and awesome successful people I work with, I can see principle here, principle there and principle there and like time all back together. So that first person goes, I'm doing this. It's kind of working. Like, do you, do you think it makes sense? I'm like, are you getting results? Like, yeah, I'm getting results. And then they're doing it. There's a little bit of uncertainty. And I can tell them, Hey, you know what? Just today I've worked with three other people that are doing the same thing, completely different industries, but they're getting results. Keep doing what you're doing. In fact, double down. And that's what excites me, right? So bring it together is it's sometimes it's like there's my experience I can call on for sure. But my experience is just people. Same as everything else. <laughs> the technical stuff that you can be learned always. I like that because first when you answered, you're like, it depends. Then when you end it, you're like, my experience is people. And then the third part of that was things can always be learned. So it's like, okay, you have your baseline, you have your in-between, and then you also have 
the other part where you're stretching that individual because y'all are doing it as a partnership. You're helping them by giving them principles, concepts, tools, and resources, but they have to go out and, you know, materialize it. They have to take action in order for them to see the results. So you can lead them but you can't make them drink the, drink the water. So it's almost like the same, you could lead a horse, but you can't make the horse drink the water. So they're gonna get in as much as they put in, but they have to be willing to be coachable as well as trainable. So you talked about principles and I'm sure my, my guests, um, the audience overall is wondering, what are those principles, Coach Nick? You keep saying principles, principles, give us something. <laughs> It depends. <laughs> one, one of the core principles of coaching is meet people where they are. And that's why it always depends because like it's why, well, depends where you are, right? It depends what you want. Everyone's different. It's like what's success for me is not maybe success for you, Genesis. And which one's right? It's like neither or both. Like it's just whatever, whatever everyone wants. But the, one of the biggest principles is to answer that question. We touched on it briefly already is look, you can't have a plan for your day if you haven't got a plan for your life. You you won't you won't life won't go to plan if you haven't got one. You need to know where you want to go, and like sometimes that's a really cumbersome way to think about. It. It's like oh, I don't want to do a whole plan. I don't want to spend like my life planning things. Like I want to live my life. It's like yeah, that's that's cool, absolutely. And some people have a preference the other way around. It's like I've got a plan. I can't do anything otherwise. Some people go I don't want to plan at all. There's a balance to be had because they're two extremes. This is one of the biggest distinctions that I've really it's really been really been top of my mind in the last year is that most of the time we're thinking about things being yes or no but life is not about yes or no there's a it's a spectrum like one side all the way to the other side and there's a whole lot of stuff in the middle and so if like you don't want to do the plans like doesn't there's the other option is not at all it's not like all the way in or all the way out there's some optionality in between it so you've got to be able to answer the question of what do i want now, what's most important in my life or which area of my life is most important and build from that. And then once we've got a place of where you want to go, you've got to be honest about where you are, what's really true for you. Because once you know where you want to go, you've got to answer yourself, like, how committed are you to get there? Because here's my deep belief, Genesis, is that if you're commit committed, there's always a way. Okay, so... What I'm hearing, um, Nick, and correct me if I'm wrong, is start with the end in mind, your overall um, destination where you want to end up, and then reverse engineer for, um, where you are presently so you can begin to take those action steps in order to get to where you want to be. So that's like a lot of visualization, a lot of preparation, a lot of reflection, as well as, you know, being willing to listen, but also being willing to tackle the ugly truths. So do you ever do any mindset hacks and works to like really help them understand their mindsets? Because I tell people what you don't uncover will never, will never surface to, um, to the core. So it's almost like the diamonds analogy. Diamonds aren't going to be diamonds if they never go through the pressure and the refining process. You're not going to see that sparkly gem, just like, you know, um, a chef. So a chef has all the raw ingredients and the components, but if they never combine those raw, raw ingredients and bake it or cook it, are you going to have that exquisite meal and cuisine that you want? No. So does that make sense, Nick? Yeah. 
Absolutely, 100%. And there's so many nuances to it because you could have exactly the right thing to share that someone needs to hear in that moment. If they're not open to hearing it, it won't go in. Mm-hmm. And so there's the that's why it's a, it's an art to be to be able to to serve people and and so you said i it's, it's a lot of preparation and a lot of reflection and a lot of visualization and some people will hear that and they'll go yeah great oh, let me go do that like sounds great and some people that go oh no that's like it sounds crazy and it's not like one has more ability than the other it's just they work differently they think differently and then there's so much stuff in between that as well so like it and you said the, the mindset analysis myself it's like yeah I believe 80% of everything, 80% of everything is our mindset, our psychology. It's only the, the 20%, which is the strategy, the tools, the skills, the tactical part. The, the strategy is really abundant. It's everywhere. Like you can go on YouTube and find out anything and learn about anything you want, right? And you can watch videos that continuously for days while Amazon deliver you books nonstop, right? There's, the strategy is abundant. So then it's like, well, why aren't more people successful when they what they want? It's because of the mindset part. It's it's you need to know like what like it's the stuff that you can't see which gets you because you can't see it, and that's why having someone there to to give you that reflection and just offer some different perspectives can just change things immediately, right? Because if you believe something to be a certain way, you're in a box, then you're going to act in accordance with that, and it will be a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. And one thing that I want to um, ask you about is on your wall behind you. So it's over to my right, which may be your left, that poster with the 1%. Why is that so um, powerful for you? And read the statement. It says, in order to be the 1%, you've got to be willing to do what the 99% won't. Mm-hmm. And how does that motivate you on a daily basis? Yeah, it's, it's just a check-in. It's a check-in genesis. It's like, am, am I doing the things today which allow me to get to where I want to go? Because the default experience of life uh, is that we tend to conform to the average. We tend to just go back to what's easy, path of least resistance. If we leave things alone, they don't get better by themselves. They get worse. It's like when we first moved into the house we live in now here in North Carolina, we've been here for three years and... And I've shared that I've moved around a lot and served my wife. And this is the longest place we've lived anywhere together. And when we first moved in, we wanted to do a lot of yard work because it was kind of a bit messy out there. We did put a lot of time in, spent some money on that. And then it was looking good. And we went on vacation for a week, came back. How do you think it looked? Horrible. (laughs) Some people may say horrible or just not as maintained, depending on how fast the grass grows in your area and et cetera, or the weeds or whatever the case may be. Yeah, very inclusive way to put it. Yes, thank you. Absolutely. The point is that it didn't get better or even stay the same. It started to get worse, right? And so I think it's really important to constantly have things in your life to remind you of what you want the most. Now, and you, I'm sure you found this as well, but like people in your life, especially the people that are closest to you, don't always support you to where you want to go. Uh, I said this to a friend of mine, as I mentioned, like I just came back from, from England this week. And uh, my best friend from, from England, I said to him, oh, it's back. back. I feel like the last couple of weeks, I want to get back and help serve more people. And like, I was very intentional to take the time off, but now I've got some more urgency to get back. And he said, said to me, don't worry, mate, give yourself that time off like you deserve it. And so he meant really well from that, but it's actually not what I needed to hear. 
what I needed to hear was, yep, get going. Yeah. Get back in it. there, champ. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And so, like, it's like, everyone's a little bit different, but it's in order to keep moving to the place you want to go, you've got to be consistent. That's another key principle, right? You've got to be consistent. So if you know where you want to go, you know where you are, you've got to take that action. You've got to be consistent with that action. It's got to be a big action because things take longer than you expect them to take every single time. And so think about leaning really into the action to get to the results that you want. Absolutely. And the reason why I asked you, because I, I saw what the poster said, but I really wanted you to dive deep there. But the reason why I asked you that question, Nick, was because with you being in the coaching space, and I'm, I'm also a coach as well, I just, I focus on mindset issues and visionary. So it's like, whenever you are a coach, the market is very saturated, because everyone is a coach nowadays. But as a coach, you have to see yourself as that 1% versus the 99, because the 99 is a is the mass. So what sets coach Nick Davies apart from the other coach, from the other coaches, or what sets Genesis Amaris Kemp apart and once you know what sets you apart you're part of that one percent versus the 99 so that's why i asked you um (laughs) about that poster because i was like there's a reason why he has it behind him in visual proximity of whenever he's doing his meetings and etc yeah i think it's important to hold a standard you know because on the one hand it's like well what sets me apart nothing on the other hand, it's like everything, right? Because it's it's who you resonate with that's important. And, and so it's it's the consistency of some of these things and being immersed in it, being obsessed with these things. Like I live this. I was in the I was in the gym this morning at five o'clock and I was through my workout and I'm listening to a book and I'm I got all these ideas popping in my mind. So I'm texting clients, I'm texting other coaches, I'm texting prospects. Just like so when they wake up, they see messages from me that say, Hey, go get it today. What's the most important thing that's on your mind today? Hey, have you read this? I think you really enjoy it. And it's like those things where you're constantly adding value all the time. It's consistent and it's as big as it possibly can be. And you're just sharing, you're sharing the best version of you. Because here's the thing: no one can be a better version of you, Genesis, than you. No one can be a better version of me than me. And the only way that the world gets the value of that is that if you lean all the way into it. You know, I, I have a client that that works in uh, uh, in the chiropractic industry. He, he serves that industry, and he was at in a conference at a conference in Vegas a few months ago. And I worked with him just in the hotel room, and he's about to go down to this conference. And I said, "Hey, Josh, rem- remember?" Because he's like, "All these great people are here, and they're going to speak." I said, "Remember, like, you got to go share what you know, because you know what." To you, it might feel like it's just the stuff that you know. To, to everyone else, it could be brand new. And if you don't do it, you're, you're robbing people of the value. Go forth with your power and share what you know. Absolutely. And just to be respectful of your time, Nick, I want you to share your call to action for this segment. What do you want the listeners and the viewers to do and walk away with? You asked about principles and what are they as well? And so thank you for that because there's loads and loads and loads and loads. And you want to just take something and take an action together. But I have put something together for your listeners, your viewers. And it's a toolbox, really, just a couple of ways to boost your productivity pretty much instantly. And to access it, all you got to do is go to achievers-mindset.com slash tools. Uh, and you can get that access and you'll get my newsletter as well, just little tidbits because uh, as, as part of like the environment you put yourself in and then 1% every day, it's just like if you can surround yourself with more and more things that, that put you in a direction to where you want to go, 
you're going to get there and <laughs> you're going to get there a whole lot quicker. Amazing. And thank you for sharing that. Um, that will definitely be in the show notes. So the listeners and viewers can grab that content. And Nick, where do you hang out primarily on social media and plug your website? Thank you. Yeah, you can see me on, on LinkedIn. Uh, I hang out there a little bit. I'm also on Instagram. And you can go and see uh, uh me and the rest of the team on that. We've actually got a shiny new website, so you can go and hang out and look about what we do at ProAdvisor Coach overall. Uh, if you want to see more of me, LinkedIn and Instagram for sure. Okay, so what are those handles on, on Instagram? And is your LinkedIn tied to Nick Davies? Yeah, in fact, it's Nicholas Davies uh, on uh, LinkedIn and Instagram. It's Nick underscore Davies underscore coach. Okay, amazing. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. Once again, I am the founder and host, Miss Genesis Amaris Kemp. Make sure you subscribe and share this segment. We can be found on 40 plus platforms and follow us on YouTube at GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. For those of you interested in continuing the spread of the mission, which is to educate, inspire, and motivate while bridging and connecting the dots between diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging because it takes all of us to make this world a better place and really have those synergies. Learn more at genesisamarskemp.net where we are ranked in the top 3% globally in podcasts per www.listennotes.com. Until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. And remember, you should rather be an asset versus a liability. And don't always be the smartest person in the room. Challenge yourself to hang out with other people who push you to accelerate beyond your comfort zone. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-S, at gmail.com where your brand your swag your services could be here on gems podcast